This is Inside a Millennial's Mind. Welcome to podcast number one for Inside a Millennial's Mind. I am Tyler Lawson, and today on the first podcast, we will be discussing normalcy and what we consider normal for our society and kind of why, where that takes us, where maybe we should go as these ideas are a little outdated. Um, And I got thinking about this a little bit more in depth after a conversation at dinner with some family members, um, we brought up the idea of sending people to war for free education. As I am currently looking to go back to school at some point, cost is the main reason that's keeping me from doing so, and Somebody made a comment that, well, if you join the military, then you get college paid for. And so that got my brain rolling, and I decided to rebuttal with, why is that the only case? I'm not, of course, saying that those people who serve our country, bravery um, and courage uh, while doing so, don't deserve free education to then further their lives and their opportunities when they get back home that obvious I mean that should be obvious and I think that's that should be clear in everybody's brain but why is that the only reason right because if you're wanting a country to be better then other people need education opportunities and so that kind of got me thinking on what is normal in our society what are some other things that are normal in our society And I started to compile a list of some ideas that I have had um, throughout the last year, I would say, especially with what's in the news, to decide what we need to be changing in our society. And it doesn't just mean America, but it definitely relies heavily on the United States as we (laughs) seem to be behind the other developed nations in some of these ideals. So, first one that I came up with on my list here was sending humans into war. You know, it is 2017, and I think we all know farewell that any wars uh, anymore will be fought politically through dialogue and then fought uh, physically, violently with missiles. There's no need to put people on the ground anymore. I shouldn't have to worry about any future children of mine deciding to, to, to go into the military and putting their boots on the ground with a gun and facing other people with a gun. That is 1940 talk. Uh, and back when we didn't have the technology to send missiles across the globe or around the globe, that had to be the only way to do it. 
But to protect our country now doesn't require sending our own flesh and blood from our country, the United States, or anywhere for that matter, and putting their lives at risk. That seems a little barbaric. Um, With what we have today in our technology, it just, I don't see why putting troops in another country is a good idea. And if I'm wrong, please let me know. If you have ideas as to why we should continue to put people in harm's way, let me know. But as far as I can tell, with the advances in technology, not only just missiles, but also robotic engineering and computer engineering, within the next couple years, I would say there should be no people in other countries, right? I mean, put something over there that at least as far as we know, isn't conscious and there's no lights on to fight if you really feel like you need something on the ground. But we continue to build uh, uh, planes and tanks and, and guns that we send over to these countries and it just seems a little outdated. I don't see the need for that anymore. Um, and then so back to the college talk, which is where this whole thing got started college of course should be free and I said this at the beginning to those who do serve because they have done a great service for our country and we should reward them at least with nothing else but free education obviously I think we should be doing more for our veterans Um, I hope you would agree but fighting for your country isn't the only way you should get free education right because if education is so valuable which I would assume everybody believes it is or or should believe it is, then why are you making it so hard for so many people? Right? Because education has been proven to further society quicker than any other means. If you want a more advanced society, you educate your population. So if that's the case, which we know it is, education needs to be affordable and it's not normal to have education costs be so high you know military isn't for everybody so it shouldn't be normal to say well if you want a free education or if you want to further your education without being in debt for 10 or more years at a heavy cost then you have to join the military you know that is not a normal response, or it shouldn't be, but it is, at least in America. So I got a little taken aback when a family member threw that back at me after I said I want to go back to school, but it's kind of costly, with the response of, well, you can always join the military. But why is that the only case? That is not normal. At least it doesn't seem like it should be. Putting yourself in harm's way takes a special kind of person. And not everybody's suited to do this, whether it's physically because you're just of small stature, mentally because you can't comprehend the idea of possibly ending somebody else's life or seeing somebody you know end having their lives ended or even putting yourself in the position to have your life ended 
doesn't fit for everybody. But right now, it's normal for that to be the only way to get an education without having a heavy burden. We have to find a way to let other people get education because that is the only way you're going to get a more advanced society. Not just technologically, not just economically, but morally and ethically as well. You educate your country and all of a sudden your country is going to thrive like it has never done before. So that's where this list started and I wanted to start with that because it seems to me like the hardest hitting of the other ideas that I'm having around the idea of normal. Why are we making it so hard for people to try and be better? It just doesn't seem right. So college, you know, it's not for everybody, but neither is the military. And it seems like right now we are pushing people towards violence because that's the only way many can even afford or even think about affording a way into a college degree. So, next one healthcare. How come we consider it normal for others not to be healthy? Because that's what we're doing right now. Not just in the United States, but kind of all over the world. So many people are not healthy. They don't have either uh, the technology, the the medical equipment, the uh, doctors, things of that nature in their country. And that obviously is a whole separate issue. But here in the United States and in other developed countries, we have an issue of people not being healthy And we're okay with that. Now, you might not think you're okay with it, you know, morally and ethically, but, I mean, what are you doing otherwise? You're paying for very little in medical expenses for others when really we should be thinking about why doesn't everybody have the ability to go to the doctor or in case of an accident, the hospital room, the emergency room, and get the care they need. And this also speaks on mental health. But the broader picture is everybody should have the right to be healthy. Because if you don't think somebody should be healthy, you are denying that person opportunity in life. And you're denying that person the ability to do something for their country or their family or both that would benefit you and others around you and your community and the country. So not having healthcare and not making sure everybody has healthcare comes across as a little uptight. You know, I work Therefore, I have health care. Well, not everybody can work. And not everybody should work. 
if we're thinking about mental health. And of course, there's going to be those that freeload off the system. But that's the reason it's in the predicament it's in right now anyway. I mean, we have hospitals that have to sell their brand and their namesake to others who are doing better because they have served so many people that can't pay their medical bills. They have to pay the doctors, but they're not getting any money, right? Because the people coming in for accidents and surgeries and emergency room visits are not able to pay. It falls on us, those that are able to, and those that are morally and ethically understanding the implications of not everybody having the access to be healthy, to get the drugs that they might need, to get the medical attention from a doctor, to get surgeries, to get treatment, to get medical treatment, also mental health treatment. I mean, that falls on the society to lift those that cannot since we can. But we get this left-right political spectrum and it spans to both sides so extremely and we have to find a way to meet in the middle that is not political but that is moral. What should you do for your fellow man? And I think one of those things that needs to be addressed is that your fellow man should be healthy. If you deny somebody the ability to be healthy, you are denying that person opportunity and possibly life, if in severe cases. So it's normal now to say, I work, therefore I should have health care. I contribute, therefore I should have health care. And that's correct. But it's not normal to say those that can't or aren't don't deserve health care. That seems illogical, immoral, unethical. cherry-picking scientific facts. This one's been bugging me for a long time, and I'm actually going to write a blog about this after my current one when I do get around to finishing it. Uh, I'm working on trying to get this podcast going, so I'm a little behind on my blog, but cherry-picking scientific fact. I'll go into more detail on my blog, so I'll let you know when that comes out. But when has it become normal to take a set of facts about the cosmos and the natural world around them and choose the ones that best fit their opinions. You know, I have a shirt. I actually have two shirts that relate to the idea that science doesn't care what you believe. And one of my favorite people in the entire world right now is Neil deGrasse Tyson. He, he says this. You can find it on YouTube. I can't remember the life for the life of me what video exactly, but it's an interview. And he says this. Science doesn't care if you believe it. 
He doesn't give a shit. But yet we have people, and I'm going to say it, it's the religious people 99% of the time that decide their beliefs don't match science. Therefore, science must be wrong. I am right. Now, science has been proven to work. And if you don't believe me, then put down your cell phone and stop listening to this podcast. Because science made that all happen. It's the scientific process. And the process happens at astounding accuracy with astounding minds working on it continuously and it's up for rigor all of the time science will never say it has the answers but it will give you the very best answer it can based on incredible amounts of research data observations and the process is what's at stake here the moment you say you don't believe in a fact of science or what science would consolidate as a fact you are not just saying that that idea is wrong. You are saying science and the method of science is wrong. And if that's the case, then you better go back to the Dark Ages. Science is what gets you to where you are in life. It allows you to survive. It allows you to enjoy entertainment. And to do many of the things you could not do, or at least not do comfortably. And so therefore, the moment you say evolution, which is the one that I've been hearing a lot about from some of the people in my, I wouldn't say social circle because they're not friends of any kind, but people that are friends of friends and sorts of things, evolution is the one that keeps coming out. Well, you don't have a choice. Because the moment you say evolution isn't true, you are denying all science of being true. The scientific method, predictability, accuracy, mass amounts of data and observations allows us to come to conclusions. Quantum theory is something I have absolutely no understanding of whatsoever, and I'm sure you don't either. But it's what makes your computer work and your phone work. Predictability is the largest piece in the scientific process, and it's working every time on evolution. So stop cherry-picking science and start cherry-picking your beliefs to fit with science. Science isn't wrong. And when it is, it will tell you. Which is one of the things I love about it. And when it does tell you it's wrong, then you can adjust accordingly. But you cannot take your beliefs as fact when it has not gone through the rigorous process that science has. We have to keep that in mind. If we don't, then we're letting science down And we're letting ourselves down to reality. Criticism of bad ideas 
is just probably the second. If if college wasn't the one that got me, this one is. I listen to a lot of Sam Harris podcasts, uh, Star Talk podcast with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, this idea comes up a lot: criticism of bad ideas. And on Star Talk, it's just science ideas. But on Waking Up with Sam Harris, he does a lot of bad ideas around philosophy or ideologies. And I can't quite figure out why it's normal to criticize some ideas and not others. Ideas that are destructive are the ones that you have to criticize. And you have to criticize consistently on every bad idea that comes out of it. Or you are failing those that might be harmed in the process or the result. You know, Islam right now is the one that can't, seems to be it can't be criticized. You know, we have in the past 20 years cartoonists, Danish cartoonists especially, authors, bloggers, open free thinkers being killed by Muslim extremists. Which of course we have this tendency to not criticize because we're scared, probably. Thank you, media, for scaring us into denying our free speech. But criticism of bad ideas and criticism of Islam have to occur if you want to reform the ideologies behind them. And Islam isn't the only religion, right? We can go into all of them if we'd like. Each one has bad ideas. And each one should be open to criticism. It should not be protected just because it's an organized religion. If you can attack my ideas, whatever they might be, then I can attack yours. There's not a protection or a protective barrier around yours because more people believe it. More than a billion people believe in Islam. That's great. It doesn't mean it's not a bad idea. Or it doesn't have bad ideas. So the moment you criticize some bad ideas and stop yourself from criticizing others... Not only are you getting denied of free speech and free thought, but you're allowing bad ideas to spread. And bad ideas that get spread have harmful consequences down the road. And we're seeing this with extremists going off the deep end, if they weren't already there. But the extreme part of any bad idea 
doesn't seem extreme to them because we're considering it to still be normal. It's normal to believe that Muhammad is the prophet. When we have a book saying so. One. We consider it normal to consider gays to be wrongfully thinking and they should be, in Islam's case, in Jihad's case, thrown off rooftops. And I live in Colorado, you grew up in Colorado Springs, where we can go and shoot people at Planned Parenthood for religious ideologies. Gay, widows, or not widows, but um, unmarried people having kids or being pregnant wanting abortion I mean these are ideas that are bad to their core and we have to criticize them and point out when people are wrongfully thinking or the ideas spread and when bad ideas spread bad things happen violent things happen you have two choices to make your world better one is free speech and the ability to criticize bad ideas or even mediocre ideas and the other is violence so the moment you stop criticizing bad ideas in, in light of being scared or whatever other reason you think it has some kind of protection around it because a lot of people believe it if you don't think it's right then speak up because if you don't then your only other option is violence we have to consider that everything is on the table for criticism underpaying important jobs I grew up with parents who did their best to raise us with what we needed, and they did a great job. Neither of them had jobs that in the modern age would be considered of high importance. But in my family, I had nurses. I grew up myself to be a teacher. And if we think of the implications that these two jobs especially have on our society, we run into why are they being paid so low? Right? And, and the age-old uh, comeback for teachers being underpaid is, well, they get to do what they love. Well, if you're not doing what you love, you need to find something else to do. Everybody should be doing what they love, and everybody should have the opportunity to do what they love. That doesn't mean that the pay has to suffer. Think about the importance of a teacher or a nurse. Think of where you would be without a teacher or a nurse. I mean, really think about your implications in life. You would not have any, if any, opportunities because A, you would neither be alive 
right? Doctors are helpful, but think how many times you've seen a nurse versus a doctor. Or you wouldn't be educated to the point where you could do anything. But yet we consider it normal to give these people low pay for their extremely important jobs. They're two of the most important jobs on the planet. I'm sure there's, you know, easily a handful or a dozen that you could put into the category of most important, but those two have to be up there. If you're not healthy, you can't do stuff. And if you're uneducated, you can't do stuff. So these two jobs are the most important or of the most importance in our society, yet we pay them because they love what they do. So just don't give them much because they'll find other ways to be satisfied. You know, they go home at night thinking they did a good job that day. That should be enough. Why is that normal? So it's more normal to pay a CEO of a company that's not paying taxes in your country. Give him a high salary, that's normal. He's got a lot of stress. Well, that may be true. But go to the teacher or the, the nurse or, or even some of these like farmers and things of that, that provide us with the essentials we need. Those people should be rewarded for having the most important and some of the most stressful jobs on the planet. They hold futures in their hands every day. Yet we brush them off with low pay because it's normal right now to have low pay. Other countries are ahead of us on this one. Go look at some of the Norwegian countries and see what the most important jobs they think are and what the pay is. They realize the importance. And when you realize the importance, money follows. And when money follows, people want those jobs. And then when people want those jobs, you get more people involved and you'll always pick out the best ones. That's easy. That doesn't take rocket scientists to figure out. Fake news has been in the uh, has been in the news recently, um, as our current president calls out anything against his ideologies or political stance as fake news. And I think I'm starting to see people consider this to be normal. Fake news is an issue, and it's a big one. Trusted sources of news should be trusted sources of news based on their history of journalism and their history of trying to get the truth out. And the news sources that don't have long, reputable histories, those are the ones that should be criticized as being not necessarily fake, but not completely true either. And we need to fact check those. Uh, But before you call anything fake news, check whether or not it's because you want it to be fake news versus whether it actually is. Right, Our president at the moment is considering many news sources fake because they go against what he believes or what he is trying to do. That doesn't mean that they are fake. You know... We're in this era now, or starting to become, 
your news source is fake because it's not the same as my news source. And I think my news source is true and yours is fake and vice versa. And we can't quite figure out how to get out of this hole we're digging. It has to be based on facts and evidence. You can't choose your news source based on your opinions. The moment you do that, then you are calling many, many true news sources and true journalists fake or untrue or untrustworthy when that's absolutely not the case. So it's time to use our brains and the power that we have with them to get away from our belief systems or in opinions and start looking at evidence before we start pointing fingers and start calling people names and start making judgments before judgments should be made. Thank you for listening to Inside Millennials Mind podcast. Feel free to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and you can tweet me at at Lawson for Prez, P-R-E-S, for ideas, um, comments. Let me know what you guys think. Thanks. If you find this podcast useful, feel free to share it on any social media outlet you use. You can also go to www.insideofmillennialsmind.com forward slash support to donate directly. Thank you for listening. Run.